beautiful valley and there's there's lots of nice footpaths that kind of crisscross the chest bends there's quite a kind of sharp corner bend and yeah there's just a whole network so you can come and have a different walk each time you come around the corner there's a an old cress farm watercress. Yeah. yeah it's no longer working but um or in operation but what's really nice is that this is a valley walk so it's all flat um so it's great with children and you can make short loops or bigger loops but it's also really nice and hilly so if you want to have a, a short sharp uphill and get some good views you can do that as well oh we're coming to another bridge yeah. you go first okay very narrow bridge actually isn't it you could definitely fall in <laughs> yeah this is the main bit of the chess it's so clear it's beautiful i think we should have bought our swimsuits <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Liv Bolton, and you're listening to The Outdoors Fix, a podcast to inspire you to make the outdoors a bigger part of your life. In this episode, I'm in the Chess Valley in Hertfordshire with Katie O'Neill Gutierrez. Katie is a mum of two and the founder of Blaze Trails, a network of walking groups all around the UK for parents and their babies. Realising that getting outdoors was crucial for her mental health after a traumatic labour with her first daughter, Katie started organising walks with friends. Those initial walks have led to the creation of a network of 56 walking groups around the UK with thousands of parents inspired to get out in nature with their young children. Walking with Katie, I wanted to find out more about how the outdoors helped her as a new mum, why she wanted to set up Blaze Trails, how she's grown it to what it's become today, and what it's been like to make the outdoors into her career. But before we get to Katie's story, I wanted to say thank you so much to all of you who have listened to the first two episodes of Series 8, with Carla Corey, who's one of only two black female mountain leaders in the UK, and Elise Wortley, who goes on expeditions all around the world following in the footsteps of female explorers of the past, and who survived for weeks on her own in the Canadian wilderness for Channel 4's survival series alone. If you enjoyed the episodes, it would be wonderful if you could subscribe or write a review on Apple Podcasts about The Outdoors Fix. And please feel free to recommend it to your family and friends. Thank you. I also want to thank the outdoor footwear company Merrill for kindly supporting The Outdoors Fix. Their backing makes this podcast possible and they always allow me the freedom to find the people and stories I think are important to showcase. I also spent the summer in their Merrill Women's Speed Eco Waterproof Hiking Shoes which are seriously comfortable. Merrill have offered listeners of The Outdoors Fix a 20% discount on their products at merrill.co.uk. So just use the code OUTDOORS20, which is valid on one product per person until the 31st of December, 2023. Anyway, back to Katie. Don't miss her favorite family walks and hiking with your baby tips at the end of the episode, as well as a minute of the sounds of nature for a little bit of escapism in your busy day. So here's Katie. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the Outdoors Fix podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. It is really lovely to finally meet you and you've taken me to a beautiful spot in Hertfordshire. Can you describe to the listeners where we are in the country and also where we're sitting? 
yeah absolutely so this is one of my favorite walks um i come here quite a lot with my family um we are just outside the m25 which is a big busy motorway that goes around london um, but you wouldn't know it uh, we are in sort of really beautiful rolling chilterns hills um and we're in the valley there's a, a lovely river called the chess river which is a chalk stream um we just saw trout on the yeah. way didn't we um so yeah it's, it's a really beautiful quality stream and um you can sort of play in the summer and swim and uh, yeah, it's really, it's a lovely place to be. We're sat on our picnic rug in a little bit of the woodland. We've got some fir trees around us, some beech, some uh, cherry trees, oak. It's a very lovely spot, but it's so lovely to finally meet you. And as my listeners, many of them will know, you are the founder of Blaze Trails, which is a network of walking groups around the UK for parents mm -hmm. and their children and their, their mm -hmm. small children. Mm -hmm. um, so you have two kids yourself? I do, yeah. I have uh, a three and five year old, uh, Cleo and Frida, and yeah, they're really good fun. They're very outdoorsy. Uh, they've been getting outdoors with me and my partner and our family and friends since they were pretty much newborns. Well, I, really I want to talk about this journey that you've been on with mm -hmm. your kids and the outdoors mm -hmm. in a second. But just in terms of the aim of Blaze Trails, what would you mm -hmm. say that is? We're really about trying to get parents and families outdoors with their babies and their young children. Um, we know there's lots of barriers to kind of accessing the outdoors uh, for lots of different people, but parents in particular, you know, you've, you've got this sort of new role that you're in. It's quite daunting, even if you were quite a confident person before you had your children, you know, having a new baby can really knock confidence lots of people face things like postnatal depression or other mental health issues um, and so, so our organization is about trying to kind of be offer really practical advice and support and inspiration to help families sort of reap the benefits of the outdoors but we also very practically we just try and bring people together outdoors um, I know for one like with a young baby it's really hard to get yourself out of the house whether that's to your local park or to the shops or something so let alone kind of going on a hike which you know can you know it's quite a lot to think about and when you've got a new baby you're kind of trying to figure out like what's possible what can I do now and how do I stay safe or how do I keep my baby safe um, when you're doing different things so having a group like in your local area of other parents um, to get outside with really helps break down that barrier you know you've got a date in the diary I'm going to see someone at 10 o'clock um, yeah it's, it's just it it can demystify it also just gives you a framework and, and some people to go outside with so yeah. yeah well you've got a huge network now it's something how many walking groups do you have around the country um we've got 56 walking groups Amazing. Um, yeah in england wales and scotland and yeah they're, they're they all kind of get out in different ways so some people are going out for these sort of epic hill kind of climbs and hikes with their babies and baby backpacks other people are going around country parks other people, we, we get lots of urban walking groups, so people just going to their local parks. Um, and for us, it really doesn't matter where you go or you know what kind of walk you're going on, how long it is. It's just about getting together and being outside. Because um, you know the evidence is really clear that being out in nature and being outdoors is really good for you. And yeah, given everything parents have gone through in the last few years with COVID and and yeah, and a growing awareness of things like postnatal mental health issues and loneliness so perinatal mm. loneliness like it, it the, the benefits that the outdoors can offer are just so big and yeah we just want to help people yeah experience those so is it all times of year and are they sort of mm -hmm. accessible or do you, you put the babies in carriers mm -hmm. do you yeah yeah so yeah all all year round we walk 
yeah, in the rain, in the snow, yeah. in the sun. A big part of what we do is offer people support in knowing kind of what things to take or how to adapt clothing and things like that for the different sort of weather conditions. But yeah, we walk all year round and we would really encourage people to go out in the rain because some of the best walks I've done have been with just one or two people when it's absolutely pouring down and you have those really, you know, it's, it feels like an adventure. You have a laugh, you get a bit soaked. As long as your baby's dry and safe and warm, that's, you know, they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, they, they seem to be the ones where people make the closest friendships. And yeah, and then it really depends in terms of like method, like how people take their baby with them. So sometimes people will have these sort of baby backpacks that are more structured framed carriers. Um, and they're quite good if you're going on longer hikes. You can store things underneath. But we get lots of people who also use more soft structured carriers um, on the front um, or on the back. So as babies get a bit older and a bit more inquisitive, they quite like going on the back so they can see what's going on. Um, and toddlers as well are much more comfortable to carry on your back. But then we also do lots of pushchair walks. So some people like can't carry their babies or they, they don't know how to or they don't have a carrier, but they have a pushchair. So we encourage people to go out with pushchairs. And something we're doing with um, Commute, which is like a route planning um, app, and sort of yeah map app is we're building a national database of family friendly walks and on there we've got a range of pushchair and baby carrying walks so depending on the terrain we can say like this this walk is you know doable for a pushchair or an off-road pushchair or actually you need a baby carrier because it's got a style and stuff so. yeah oh that's great and i think at the end of the podcast i'm going to ask for your favorite baby friendly walks definitely um but in terms of the age of the kids then so is there like a limit what is the age range for the kids that usually have um we we don't really have like a firm limit um but most of the people that come along tend to bring their baby you know baby so under one um and then we also and and over you know up until about two we do offer so some organizers will offer toddler walks so that's where children are getting down and they're walking themselves um, they're quite different because they're obviously at toddler pace so it's often less of a long walk and more of a potter mm. around you know and that might involve playing on some logs or uh, building in like a place you know play area um, but it really depends on the organizer the, the point of our organization is not to have 56 walking groups that all look the same and we don't have strict rules we've taken real care to develop robust res- resources that we can offer and templates and stuff that we can offer organizers like we've got safeguarding policies and we've mm. got um we we do training so people know how to organize walks safely but once they've done those things we encourage people just to go off and make the walking groups their own okay great well let's let's park that for a moment i want to hear about why and how you came to organise it, mm-hmm. and a bit more about you. Before you had kids, mm-hmm. were you outdoorsy yourself? Well, I definitely was. I, I've always loved getting outdoors, and um, as a family, we were really keen to kind of... Well, my mum was really good at getting us out walking. Um, I think then, when I was sort of in my 20s, I, I loved walking, but I really loved just being outdoors. So whether that was cycling or climbing or, you know, um, more sort of adventure travel, um, and I was just really, I just loved it. It just felt part of my identity. Um, and then as sort of my partner and I were thinking about having children, a big part of it, um, you know, I, I think, and some of it is just from being like, I love the outdoors, but also, you know, I'm, I'm a feminist and I really believe that like in parenthood, like I wanted to still see myself after I'd had children and be myself. So I was quite adamant that I would want to continue doing some of those things after I had, baby, you mm-hmm. know, my, my children. Um, and I remember being out on walks and seeing other parents with babies and baby carriers. And to me, it just seemed like the most natural thing. I was mm. just like, well, I'll just, we'll just have to get one of those when we have a baby. Um, and we did. And then, yeah, within a few weeks, we were out walking with Cleo, my eldest. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. You know, yeah. um, it really, 
yeah, it kind of felt like I was, yeah, all the things we'd love doing were still there. They were just different. Because I think there is a big fear, isn't there, that when you have children, that it's a complete life change in every single way. And I'm sure it is in many ways, but there's the fear that, yes, like you mentioned, that you can't do the things that you used to be able to do mm-hmm. or that, um, you know, you'll never be able to go out and be adventurous again. But mm-hmm. so that was obviously something that you were thinking, you know, how does the outdoors make you feel? I just feel free. I- I don't know I feel free and I just feel like some of the most interesting kind of ground shifting conversations I've ever had have happened outdoors so you know when you're with friends and family and I've I've not done very much solo adventure or solo walking I've always always tended to be something I do as a social activity um, whether it's with my partner or friends or family Um, and I just find that one I just love being out in nature so I really appreciate seeing the natural world and you know I'm I'm really kind of passionate about looking after our world and being more ecologically minded. But I really see it as a social place as well. Like it's somewhere where I go to hang out with people. Yeah, I feel very relaxed. Like, and I think because I've always done quite busy, my work's always been around kind of social research or social justice that, and I'm, I'm always, I've always been very passionate about my work, that it's felt like my week's always been very busy. So weekends, and kind of time off is somewhere where I just like to be out of that. You know, I like to kind of get outdoors, switch off properly. So then when you had your daughter and you said that you got out within three weeks, I mean, that's very impressive in itself. I mean, why was it that you felt that you needed to get out so quickly? What was that spark behind you? I had a fairly sort of uh, complicated and traumatic labour with her. Mm. And it was a really kind of long, Uh, you know well long it was kind of I was at home and needed to really recuperate for the first couple of weeks um but once I'd sort of done that and I think parenting to me came quite naturally and like we were really kind of excited and she was wonderful and we you know and it it just felt like right now's the time to start having like we're kind of okay we think we've got this down like yes we're exhausted it's all new but I think we were quite quickly ready to go and like look at you know we had this I had my maternity leave my partner had taken a bit of shared parental leave I was like, well, why don't we use it? Like, let's go and we've got this new little adventure buddy. We've got each other, like, let's have a go. And um, yeah, the first couple of walks we did were really local. Um, But yeah, I think also because it had been quite a sort of traumatic birth, I was was so, I, I, I think almost had this like real desire to like, heal myself like I was I maybe I couldn't even explain I was like I just need to be outdoors where I feel safe and happy and soothed um and it kind of was part of processing maybe like everything that happened I don't know I just had this urge I was like I need to get outside of these Mm, walls mm. and you are very home-based you know even if you are you want to be the most active person having a baby like you are at home more and you need to be and you need to figure out what's going on and so yeah it was more of a like right as soon as we're ready let's go and do this thing for us and it and it really helped I was going to say well, yeah. how did it make you feel afterwards did, I mean it may not have yeah. been a revelation but it, it you know did it definitely have an impact yeah definitely definitely like and it meant we then got out every day so it was you know not not in we were living in Kensal Green and there were some really nice parks we'd go to but we'd I had this great group of friends um through MCT and as we all got a little bit more confident we'd start going walking together in different places and that was a very early iteration of blaze trails um and then yeah we just found that we'd, we'd go out and it was the babies loved it um you know a lot of chat amongst new parents is about how's your baby sleeping and 
sometimes you're like, I don't want to talk about baby sleep anymore. I don't, you know, can we talk about anything else? Um, but, you know, the, the babies, they, you know, almost invariably would sleep or they'd be so calm when they're outside. So you were like, oh, this is way more comfortable than sitting in a coffee shop because the babies are relaxed and we can have a conversation. We can talk about what on earth has just happened to us and like, you know, this new journey we're on. Um, so yeah, I think we'd all get home kind of refreshed and feeling just that bit more able to cope with yeah. the busy indoor stuff. So it sounds like you sort of started this own little walking group. You didn't join another one. Is that because mm. you didn't see any available walking mm-hmm. groups for you to join? Is that why? Exactly, yeah. So once I'd sort of figured out that I liked walking and I was like, right, well, I'm, I've got this time stretching ahead of me. Um, I just Googled. I was like, baby walking group near me or whatever. And, you know, all the different combinations of stuff you put in. And I just couldn't find anything. Um, there were some sort of more traditional walking groups, um, which are brilliant and, you know, they're great. But for I knew that I needed to be able to stop regularly to change my baby. And I probably wanted to go with people that also had babies that kind of understood. So I just started organising uh, walks with this group of friends I had. And um, we started getting kind of more confident and going further afield and we'd get on the train or we'd get in the car and we'd come out to the Chilterns and stuff like that um and then yeah before we know it we had people coming along that I didn't know they were sort of friends of friends and oh Katie's doing a walk like this day come along and yeah and it grew and then I think I was like well actually there seems to be something here like we all seem to be really enjoying it the babies are loving it and sort of there seems to be a bit of a need and um so yeah I decided to have a go and set up a walking group and then it just exploded so um, I put it on Facebook and then I think I did meet up that first summer in this was before Covid so it was with mm. my first daughter in 2018 yeah we just suddenly had loads of people coming along yeah it was great I think it just suddenly like there were all these people that were like oh walking with your baby it's a thing like yeah. we can do it it's yeah. safe and it's with a community that kind of get yeah. you know we're all the same so. so you've tapped into something that people obviously really realised they needed yeah I think so and I think uh, I then realised that, you know, there were my reasons for doing it and then people would come along and they would talk about their own stories. And, you know, we had similarities, but of course everyone has a different journey through life anyway. And then you throw in having a baby. Everyone's had different sort of birth experiences, which are hugely like transitional, you know, they really kind of change or affect who you are in that period of your life. Um, And just your adjustment to new parenthood. So we were all very different, but we were all getting similar types of things out of the walks you know we were all finding some headspace for ourselves we were also having the chance to talk with you know with other people and getting that peer support um and then yeah and then people were sort of would then talk about oh I'm I feel like a good parent because I've brought my baby out into nature and my baby's calm and happy and as the, the kids would get older you know they'd be so confident just toddling off into the undergrowth and you know then seeing your children and the benefits for them yeah because it can be really hard sometimes knowing that you're doing the right thing as a parent and you'd be like well they're having a great time this is good for them I'm doing something good so this was over your maternity leave was it with your daughter that you were organizing mm-hmm. these meetups in 2018 2019 mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I was off I was working at a children's charity and I had a sort of a period of time off um and yeah I just felt I was like well I'm not going to have a gap year or like uh yeah any time off in the near future so I should use this time to try and have some adventures so yeah we did lots of walking that summer um I tried to continue it when I went back to work but you know juggling going back to work with a new baby you know with a relatively kind of young child um was a lot 
so it wasn't a surprise kind of when come winter time it kind of tailed off a little bit mm. that was fine but I was like oh this is I seem you know this seems to have been like yeah something that kind of seemed to work and resonate with people so then when I had my second daughter in January 2020 I'd sort of had it in my head I was like oh I could rekindle it um, and we were moving a bit further out towards the green belt and I was like oh yeah let's let's have a go and then of course Covid hit yeah. so my daughter was about six weeks old and I was like oh no this isn't gonna happen yeah. um, and yeah the time of where you really kind of want it the most isn't it exactly but then we had the pandemic exactly and um but weirdly and I wouldn't ever say that kind of the pandemic was a good thing you know it was awful for everybody um but there were small rays of sunshine that came out of for example people being at home and one of the brilliant things was people were getting out walking the nation fell in love with walking again and people who maybe hadn't been out walking were were suddenly kind of discovering new places on their doorstep I, I remember sort of going to the sort of going to our local park and sort of doing these laps with both girls and being like oh my gosh I'm really like yeah sort of at your wits end and mm. and then seeing other parents and being like we're all in the same boat you know and I think afterwards there was more acknowledgement that parent, new parents particularly had had and again there were lots of different groups of people that had, had really challenging times but the, the particular experiences of new parents mm. um, were kind of were really tough you know lots of people had birthed alone lots of people had had like absolutely no support and some of the structural support had fallen away so you had this sort of cohort of parents who whose needs were perhaps even more acute than they would normally and quite extreme loneliness postnatal mental health issues went through the roof like the data is very clear about that now um but all of us kind of at the time were just feeling it like oh this feels really really tough um and i'd yeah i'd go to the park and see these other parents and think you know what i we have to try as soon as we're able to i need to start getting people Mm. back together um and yeah once things opened up in the june the restrictions had lifted and the guidance was clear that outdoor exercise Sort of and walking groups could start up I sat and I spent a few evenings basically digesting the guidance and coming up with a, a kind of a framework that allowed us to walk safely outdoors um, and yeah and I, and I started my group up and before I knew it I had loads, loads of people joining so we were really careful we we kind of we kept our distance and we would we had all these sort of covid safe protocols and about touching kissing gates and stuff and wiping your hands and yeah it it really was but I was like it's really worth it because it meant we could get outside and yeah and then after that I got contacted actually by someone in Surrey who was like uh, who's actually Jenny who's now one of our directors to say this looks brilliant like could you help me set one up in Surrey and so that was kind of the start of it expanding expanding and then going actually we've got this framework how could we support other parents in their local areas to start doing it themselves and yeah, and then it, it's just, it's grown so rapidly well, since yeah. then. I mean, in, yeah. a, in a couple of years, you've grown to 56 groups, mm-hmm. which is amazing. So I'd love to explore a little bit more about how this has expanded. So mm-hmm. obviously it was something you were doing in your mat leave and it was all voluntary. Mm-hmm. How have you let it grow and become sustainable? That's a really good question. So it's much of its growth has been really organic. A lot of it's been very responsive. So um from that first other group in Surrey within about six months we had I can't remember it was between 12 or 15 groups and in that kind of rapid and it was all it all happened very quickly it was a case of me having to go right what 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 does blaze trails look like what 
is it that we run all of the groups or is it that we again you know like provide this framework and let people run it for themselves so having to figure out what the model looked like and like what templates we offered um what the legal structure was so quite quickly we realized that we would want to have stuff like public liability insurance um to protect our organizers and to pre- protect ourselves um and we also wanted we, we you know we had lots of people saying oh this is brilliant you should start you know c- could we donate or you should start fundraising um and you know because we wanted to make sure it could reach as many people as possible and so we decided that we would set ourselves up um, as a community interest company so by that point a couple of other friends Shay and Helen who I'd walked with during my maternity leave they were just amazing women who have brilliant skills in their day jobs as well and I was like oh I think you know if you're up for it do you fancy helping and you know should we get together and create this community interest company and they were up for it and then another woman Erin who was up in uh, Yorkshire had started the Yorkshire group and it was just thriving and she came on board and I think it really showed that actually you know although I'd started it the network had the potential to be run by a variety of people across the country who had different experiences and different passions it meant that we could share the load Um, it also meant that we could make the organization yeah more sustainable and we could start applying for things like funding Um, So we started doing that and we were successful with um, some funding from the lottery. We've had some brilliant partnerships and I think it's meant that we can cover our costs for some of the kind of, you know, there's there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people Mm. don't realise, you know, stuff like web hosting. Um, We have a membership platform that you can just sign up with with an email address and it's all completely free. Um, so we started to try and yeah, put in place these things that would allow the network to really thrive and, and scale. And then more recently, we've got so big. I mean, we have like on our membership platform, we've got over 6,000 members. Wow. And of our Facebook groups, we've got over 13,000 members that we were like, actually, we need more support. And we decided to recruit um, a community manager, so someone who could focus, just dedicated on looking after our community. And um, Elizabeth was one of our really avid walkers in Sheffield, walking in the Peach District, and she's brilliant. So she's came up, come on board as our community manager. She's magic. And I think for us, the, the key to sustainability and keeping our organisation going has been to support people who are doing it to come up, to come through. So mm. our organisers, you know, have become our regional managers. Um, we've got community mentors who are kind of peer supporters in a way, because ultimately we want it to be something by and for the community. And yeah, we're all busy parents, so kind of sharing the load means that we can, you know, it's a bit more manageable for everybody. Um, but yeah, funding and stuff, it's, it's tricky. Like, it's its really tough. Like, so yeah, we've, we're kind of, we've bought in slightly less money than we'd hoped at this point um, for this year. So yeah, it's a case of looking at some alternative funding kind of streams. Yeah, It's a very impressive thing that you guys have done i mean you know in a couple of years it's for for most people it just sounds you know to, to even know where to start with these things is really really difficult and you were obviously working when you came back from maternity leave you were working in your job i think you then decided that you had to have a little bit of a better balance so mm-hmm. you, you left that is that right yeah i did yeah so for a while i was trying to juggle it and my organization was really understand you know they were brilliant really supportive um but Blaze Trails was growing at such a rate, I simply couldn't keep up with it all. Um, and there was definitely a period of burnout, I think. I tried to do too much. And, you know, it's, it's, it's natural. Like, we were hearing, we, we hear all of these amazing impact stories of people really saying that Blaze Trails has changed their life. It's, it's helped 
them come out of periods of you know really deep kind of dark you know it, it's it's helped them you know deal with their postnatal anxiety it's meant they haven't had to have more serious interventions from kind of more formal services you know obviously we completely support and advocate for proper mental health support mm. for everybody but in the meantime if people can access walking groups that might help then we would love to be there for them so um yeah you know you hear these stories and you think well i can't stop now you know um we're, we're kind of supporting and touching all these lives around the country and, and we've got all these organizers you know we've got over 120 organizers you know all of these people are giving time efforts to building these communities in their local areas and we as a central organization need to kind of keep up with that and keep supporting so there were there have been times where it's felt like a huge load um and yeah and i just and i got to the point where i was like i can't manage it all oh, <laughs> so um yeah. so yeah there was there was an opportunity to take voluntary redundancy from my paid job which i was sad about because i loved that organization but it was the right time um blaze was yeah was growing and since then i've been kind of full-time on blaze trails um, which has been great it's allowed you know, me to focus on things like funding bids and the sustainability piece, um, yeah, to keep it going for more people in the future. It, it really has changed your life, Blaze Trails, hasn't it? Yeah. In terms of your, mm-hmm. um, you know, your job and your lifestyle and meeting all of these parents. Tell me about some of the parents that you've met and, you know, some of the walks that they've organised, some of the maybe the, the more extreme and then mm-hmm. more, most popular. Oh, we have such a range of walks. Um, so yeah, there's there's some amazing characters in our in our network, and it just shows. It's that thing where, you know, actually parents are so diverse. Um, but yeah, we've got one of our regional managers, Freya, is a mental health nurse uh, down in the southwest. She's currently walking the southwest coast path wow. with her two-year-old. So wow. they are they are wild camping for like ninety-nine percent of it. They've st- they've got a couple of nights where if the weather's particularly bad, they're staying in. Um, yeah, in hotels or It's hostels. like 630 miles, that path. Yeah, they're walking the whole thing. They're, they're over halfway. No. They're doing amazing. And so that, yeah, and she sort of credits Blaze for kind of helping build her confidence with kind of hiking with her daughter. Um, they did the coast to coast last year. So, yeah, we've got people like her who are kind of epic. We've got, um, yeah, we've got other people who've had kind of really challenging experiences that maybe have been in abusive relationships and have kind of been part of Blaze and Blaze has built their confidence up to kind of socialise again or to kind of yeah feel a sense of self. We've got a a group in the Peak District that go on some of the most epic hikes you know they'll do 12 miles um, in the hills and I joined them in Stony Middleton last summer Um, I was on holiday with my family and I was like oh there's a window I could go meet them for this walk and I was carrying um, Frida who was about two and a half at the time in the baby backpack she, you know she's like wow, quite heavy yes. um and they honestly the pace they were up and down these hills like mountain goats and I was like oh my god like they really worked really hard yeah. but um it was brilliant it was a beautiful walk and then we get people that do we've got a few groups that do like stay in place so they'll walk and then they'll stay and hang out and have picnics and or they'll stop at a coffee shop and stuff so it's really varied um but yeah, the the main thing, you know, you just you get these photos coming through and there's just smiles and yeah, and just people doing really kick ass stuff together, you know, in a period of time where lots of people feel restricted or like that parenthood is like you've got to be a certain way, you know, might feel a bit limiting. Um so it feels really amazing seeing these parents all around kind of doing these awesome things and 
Yeah, and we have got more men involved as well. Um, so it's it's been really good. It's like I think there's a lot more men taking like parental leave, mm. lots more fathers and and non-birthing partners. So um, you know, Blaze Trail supports all kinds of families. Um, so yeah, whether you had the baby kind of or whether you know we've got adoptive parents that come along. Um, we've got same-sex couples, uh, non-binary parents that come along. So we, we really want everybody to feel welcome. Um, but yeah, so far, most of our organisers have been women and the mothers that gave birth. Um, but we've got more dads coming along and organising. And that's really nice. I think when people see themselves represented, they then feel safe and they come along. So in the groups where there's been male organisers, we've had more men coming along. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good because yeah in the UK like parental leave is fairly imbalanced and the systems are not there to support more equal care so it is primarily women mm. that do the childcare so it's been really nice seeing more men take you know more um, more companies now are offering longer for, for dads or non-birthing partners to take time off and we're seeing that in our groups we're seeing a, a greater diversity of people coming along so yeah that's brilliant well, that's a huge range of stories of people and amazing yeah. adventures. Um, when it comes to you, though, now that your kids are you know, a little bit older, they're maybe a little bit above most of the children in Blaze Trails, mm-hmm. are you still going out with them to the walks? Is that, is that still a thing that they love to do? Um, I, I sometimes go with my youngest. So my eldest is at school now. She's just finished reception. Um, so when I'm out with Frida we sometimes go to the local walks i don't organize as many walks now i I did one recently in london which was brilliant Hampstead Heath. there's so much work behind the scenes i don't find myself going on as many of the the face-to-face walks um but yeah like buckinghamshire are really active um surrey some of our home counties ones are really active um so yeah we do try and go along to some of those we also do some of our own walks so yeah my children now like they're really up for going out and like today, Frida was really, she really wants to come. And I said, Aww. oh no, it's, it's a Blaze Trails related walk, but it's not, with, yeah, there aren't other children coming along. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to now shift and think more about how we as a family of, of walk, young walkers mm. can get out. And like I said, you know, that does change the nature of the walks you can do, like they tend to be shorter. But um, yeah, we, we were away uh, this week in Dorset and they both walked like four and a half miles. Like we did a ridge walk oh. from uh, Swanage into Corfe mm. Castle and they just loved it. They just skipped along and I, they, I carried them each for a little, a little bit, yeah. but they mostly walked. So yeah, it kind of, I think if you start them young. It's yeah, lovely to see there. they're connecting, you know, connecting to nature themselves at a young age. Yeah, definitely. And I really hope, you know, I think a lot of parents worry about, you know, oh, smartphones and technology and screen time and whatever. Um, and I'm, We've obviously got that to come, but I feel confident that, like, if they're happy outdoors, they will always have the antidote and that kind of free space to go to when they need it to unwind. So, do you yeah. still feel? Because obviously, you sort out the outdoors after you had your children, you know, very mm. early on. Do you still feel that you get enough time yourself, or is that something that you know? Often, when people get a job in the outdoors as yours has become they find that it's sort of the job part takes over and then the out being actually outdoors slightly retreats but mm-hmm. it, how are you finding it um i've definitely experienced that where it has felt sometimes like the balance it like there's an imbalance where i'm doing a lot at my computer at home lots of late nights and i'm not getting out enough so i've tried to be more deliberate about it i think you can also fall into this 
sort of false idea that like to get outdoors means it has to look a certain way mm. and as I've got more into the outdoors community you know Instagram is amazing for meeting people and sharing but it's also like sets really high expectations pressure yeah so there's been like oh well if it's not this kind of epic walk then is it worth doing and it's like well yes it is um so yeah trying to kind of get myself out of some of that stuff and just go on walks for myself and go on walks for my family something I think that has been I'm still grappling with and I think it's something that a lot of women in particular experience is like feeling confident going alone so I still it's weird I almost do less walking without blaze because I don't have people as many people to go with because my local group isn't as active now mm. um and I who's like an advocate for the outdoors feels limited and a bit unsafe sometimes like the idea of taking my kids out by myself sometimes feels a bit daunting um so I want to get over that mm. I want to speak to other women who get outdoors by themselves did you have a did I see that you had a navigation course for one of your groups yeah 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 so we we have offered that um we've worked with a couple of mountain leaders and to do formal navigation training and I think that's a huge part of it for many people um, is the confidence of knowing where they're going knowing how to read a map Um, lots of people use phones and mobile kind of maps which are brilliant but that you know batteries can run out and you know you still need to be able to read a map Um, so we yeah we always encourage people to know how to navigate and use a map yeah that those practical sides of it and the confidence and the safety side that they we, we do try and deal with those because they are very real barriers mm. for people. Like people will stop themselves going out because they don't know where to go or what to do when they're out, you know, if something happens. I'm, I hope we can continue doing that sort of thing and getting bits of funding to offer that. Um, but yeah, also just saying to people like, it's also okay to be a bit daunted and unsure as long as you have a gut, you know, mm. talk to people, ask people, how did you do that? How did you, you know, so yeah. I, and I need to take that advice myself you know I'm not an expert I've developed this thing but I'm not it doesn't make me a kind of oh I know everything about the outdoors now and I can do anything I still I'm a I'm a I'm a normal human being I'm I have the same anxieties and worries as everyone else so I need to take my own advice sometimes so is there (laughs) is there scope then for maybe a um slightly older children and parents walking group yet now that you you now your kids are a bit older do you know that's come up quite a few times when we've talked about like what does the future look like and uh, lots of obviously everyone in our community ends up with older children um we've so far decided just to focus on the younger because there's so much work already to do um but yes i can see some point where there may you know there may be older groups getting out um it might be it's something that we offer as like if you want to here's how you could do it but we don't kind of do it as like a whole network that you're a stepstone thing yeah yeah um but yeah i definitely find like for for our for our family it is easier and it is really good fun if we go with other families so yeah we do that is a big thing that will get us out of the door yeah so then if you were to look at your life in the last few years particularly how has the outdoors impacted your life do you think Oh, massively. I mean, I can't imagine not getting out regularly. Um, I think, yeah, a huge part of my life has been around, like, people and, like, working in in social care and, like, non-profits and research. So I'm, I'm all about people, but I, 
physically I find that if I don't get out of the city or I don't get out of the town um, regularly I physically feel it in my body and I feel like I can feel myself getting more anxious and um, yeah so I feel like the outdoors is always something that's been part of the you know my equilibrium um, like I really need it but I think I feel really excited and grateful that my life has turned in a way that I can make the outdoors part of my my work as well and yeah like it's about having a balance you know um and enjoying the outdoors and not you know because if you turn everything into work obviously you know you may start to enjoy it slightly less but um no I just feel super grateful that I've been able to turn my hand to something like bringing people together in the outdoors I'm like wow this is like the perfect (laughs) amalgamation of these things that I love so yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure, um, I think the outdoors will always be part of my life, um, and my children's, I hope. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what the future holds. We're still kind of in that, I don't, I don't know where Blaze, you know, I, Blaze will continue, um, but I don't know what the future holds at the moment for how big it grows, you know, we, we just want it to respond to the needs of people and, yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of babies and children have you to thank for their early sort of starts in the greenery. So I I hope, yeah, I hope people have, yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's amazing hearing the stories. And I, yeah, I mean, I have like a huge amount of thanks to say to everyone in our community, because although I'm sort of, I founded it and people will see me on some of our social media and stuff, there is an immense amount of work that goes on behind the scenes of a very big team of people doing a lot of hours um yeah our directorship team our regional managers yeah we've got wonderful wonderful people who are all kind of working away at it so it's down to them as well katie who are the three people who have inspired your outdoors adventures then uh, it's a really hard question. <laughs> I think particularly with the amazing community that we've got, because there's a lot of people across our community that really inspire me. Um, but I suppose in the in the process of yeah setting up Blaze and then for myself, um, so uh, it's cheesy, but my mum. Yeah. So yeah, she's super inspiring. She's like yeah, just really lovely. Yeah, awesome woman. Uh, she's always she always got us out as kids. So um, yeah, she's always she's kind of ingrained that in me. Um, and then I really, in terms of like parenting and getting outside, um, there's a brilliant woman on Instagram. I've not met her in person, but Zara, who's the hill walking hijabi, she's, she's brilliant. She's like out hiking, you know, she's got a regular job. She lives up in Scotland, um, but she's since had a baby and she's just showing people that you can get out with your baby. Yeah, you she's know. the president of the Ramblers now in yeah. Scotland. Oh, ex- of course. Yeah. yeah. So she's, yeah, she's brilliant. You know, um, I think it's really good to see. And then it it would I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out and I'm gonna pick our our Blaze Trails team. Um, it's a it's a Fair group <laughs> it's a group of people on an organisational level. Blaze really wouldn't be like we wouldn't have our community if it wasn't for this team of people who are all giving so much. Um, but just on a personal level, they have made my life like they've, they've helped change my life over the last like three years, and have been so supportive that you know even when it's felt really hard and challenging and I felt very far away from the outdoors they have continued to help you know help this organization grow they've supported me personally and they've meant that I can make a job in the outdoors um so yeah and they all come from all different walks of life so they inspire me in different ways 
Um, but yeah, it's a very like real, lived form of inspiration. Yeah. So tips then. I would love mm -hmm. to hear about some of the your favourite routes for parents and their young children, mm -hmm. um, and also to think about you know, how to really start walking with a baby and what are the things you need to think about and what you need to bring with you. So the kind of practical mm -hmm. tips. There's a really nice one up in the Peak District on the Longshore Estate. Um, and we did that as a very large group at the end of last year. That's great because you can, it's like a National Trust car park. Um, they're great for parking up at, even if you're not a member, you can go and kind of enjoy the, the grounds. And yeah, it's got like a lovely kind of meandering walk down into a gorge and you can come out again. So, so actually this is one of them, the chess walk um, in Sarat. Yeah, we've come here with the babies in summer and like paddled in the stream. Oh. I always love Hampstead Heath because um, even though you're in the centre of London, it doesn't feel like it. So that's a really nice walk for people who yeah, live in the city but want to experience nature. Also really love like Buckinghamshire. So there's some beautiful woods out there. There's like Langley Park, which is kind of a park, um, but it's really varied again. Mm. Um, Whippendell Woods in Watford is really nice. Yeah, actually Chorley Wood near here is mm -hmm. really beautiful as well. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, I'm definitely more like Northwest London, like yeah. in Chilterns vibe. Um, we did an absolutely beautiful walk in May around Ivinghoe Beacon. Lovely, yeah. Which is near yeah, Tring. Near Tring, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's loads of gorgeous stuff out there. So half of it is down to who you go with. So it's the route, um, but actually you can go on what some people might think are really boring walks uh, around a wood, like some woods. But if you're with people and you're comfortable, actually that's it's just about it'll still make you feel good talking. Yeah, yeah exactly um but yeah also like i think there's a lot of parents who worry that they shouldn't do big walks or they shouldn't you know like going uphill you know shouldn't climb that hill because they've got their baby with them and as long as you're safe you've got the right you know you've got good shoes with good grit you've got the right equipment with you um you know if you're prepared there's no reason why you can't take your baby with you on more epic hikes and that I think means it doesn't matter where you live you could look at you know go and find, go to your local library and get out a book about local walks and build yourself up mm. work through them and you'll you know you could do the epic hikes within a couple of months and on the blaze trail website there's a kit list and things to bring <laughs> with you on these walks and some other routes as well but what would you what would your tip be for the thing that you should never forget when you go out walking with your baby snacks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bribes <laughs> but yeah exactly for for them and you yeah. um whether yeah i think whether you're carrying your baby or pushing your baby you will use quite a lot more kind of energy um than if you were just walking by yourself um so keeping yourself fueled um, and water as well like yeah making sure you've got lots of water because you will get thirsty also so we, we talk a bit more about like safety so so like we don't our organizers don't have to take out first aid kits with them they don't have to be first aid trained they're just regular parents but we would always encourage people to have something you know some kind of set with them that they can keep themselves safe and kind of to know how to use it um increasingly we're encouraging people to take things like tick cards and tick remover cards oh, yes, interesting. So yeah trying to kind of get people more aware around tick safety um but yeah mostly if you've got water food if you've got some layers so like the, the weather is really changeable, mm -hmm. obviously, as we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, so it's important to make sure that you and your baby are warm and dry. Make sure Those you things carry a bit through. with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
and then you figure it out <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for chatting to me katie it's been really really lovely in this kind of damp Aww. but beautiful spot eh? it's been really beautiful <laughs> yeah these ferns no thank you so much for having me on not at all and good luck with the rest of blaze trails and i hope that your kids continue to get outdoors <laughs> and keep having fun running around and getting, getting muddy <laughs> yeah i think well now it's the case of me just trying to keep up with them so yeah <laughs> Thank you for listening to Katie's episode. Stick around for the calming minute of nature sounds I recorded recently. To see photos and watch snippets of my recording with Katie, head to Instagram at The Outdoors Fix. You'll also find Katie and Blaze Trails on Instagram at blaze.trails. Did you know that The Outdoors Fix is now also available as a book? It was my big project last year and it's packed full of 30 of my podcast guest stories tips and beautiful photographs to show you how you can get outdoors more and feel the benefits. And the Outdoors Fix book is available to buy through the link in the podcast show notes as well as on the Vertebrate Publishing website and in bookshops. Regular listeners of the Outdoors Fix will know that I end each episode with some sounds of nature. So now it's that time to take a short moment to relax and listen to the dawn chorus in the beech woods in Ashridge Estate in the Chilterns near where I grew up. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>